0: All right. Uh, I have uh, Holly Adams on the line, and Holly is the the voice actress who does Miriam, the mother of Yeshua, in Come and See. Uh, hello, Holly. Hi. It's great to have you. We, uh, we've been doing this project for quite a while now, and uh, you've been you've been in it from the first and i appreciate so much your participation
1: it's been such a tremendous honor i was i don't know the words aren't big enough like one would like like to say honored or flattered but they they'll sound cheap how i feel about being cast as miriam you know it's a big deal for me so yeah. thank you
0: <laughs> absolutely I, and uh, it's interesting and i don't know that i've ever really told you this but when we were casting, um, you know, I would listen to the different people who sent in, not just for Miriam, but for everybody. And there were a lot of really, really quality voices that came through. But when I heard your audition for Miriam, that was what put me over the the line as to I've got to do this, because it was it it, it just hit me that way. It was like, yes, that's that is Miriam, and that's, that's the, uh, the feel that I wanted for not just her character, but for the entire production. And to be really honest, uh, at the first, when I was first writing it, I didn't know how big of a role Miriam would have. Of course, she's extremely important, but she didn't necessarily have to have an incredible amount of lines. But because of your performance, it's, uh, the, the role has, has grown.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I don't know. No one can see me who's listening, but my eyes are getting watery.
0: (laughs) Well, you are welcome. And it's been it's been wonderful. Uh, You know, you've been wonderful to work with. And everything you send is, you know, just incredible. So I I want to find out a little bit, or of course, I know some, but uh, I want to find out more and I want my audience to find out who you are and where, where your background in performance, what you're doing now, uh, anything you'd like to talk about. So I'll, I'll just kind of turn it over to you for a while.
1: Okay. Well, um, yeah, I am a full-time trained performer um, and I do a wide variety of things, which I feel helps keep me on my toes and everything helps inform and improve everything else. So for example, right now, we're connecting during a weekend that I'm at um, a circus intensive. (laughs) So that's sort of on one end. And then stage and film, I sort of think of as in the middle of the movement spectrum. And then on the other end is my work as a voice actor. Well, you know, and I do a variety of things as a voice actor, but bringing characters to life and telling a story, um, basically, I think of it as, you know, especially in the voice acting world, when you're talking about the kind of thing that you've written, or an audiobook, i I'm basically holding someone's hand as they because they have chosen this particular journey for themselves. You know, it's not like a movie. It's more personal. Mm-hmm. And my job is to sort of be there, but also be there to help them feel supported on this journey they've chosen for themselves, which is probably going to be tense and upsetting as well as happy. Um, but also to sort of vanish so that it becomes kind of a dreamlike state for them, You know, where you're where you're experiencing it rather than saying to yourself, "Oh, that's the person." Um, and I take that responsibility very seriously. Um, I want to say one more thing about my life as a performer. When I was growing up, my mom, she got her undergraduate degree in theater, then she got a teaching certification, and then she became a social worker. And she was one of the first kind of on the front end of the idea that, um, puppetry and performance, are an, a crucial part, especially when you're helping children unpack a trauma that has happened to them or process something upsetting or, you know, end in communities. How do we work through things as a community? And that's the environment that I grew up in. So for me, art is crucial to us understanding anything at all about ourselves, about each other, about our communities, and to do any real healing.
0: So absolutely. that's
1: my point of view. Yeah, that's such not- a dork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I noticed uh, you you used the term voice actor uh, when you were talking about your narration of audiobooks. So you you consider yourself a voice actor when you're doing that as well as when you're doing a a role in a in a scripted uh, performance like like Come and See, correct?
1: Oh, heck yes. It's it's like parent preparing um it's even more like preparing a script for stage than come and see is because I have to know all of the parts. I have to understand how all of the parts fit together because I'm playing all of the parts. Right. Um, and, um, if anybody, I, I was giving this some thought, I wanted to let your listeners know, I just had two faith-based romances come out. Um, a Reluctant Bell and The Secret Christmas Child, if they're interested in something
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of gentle. Um, and I don't have codes for those, but I also narrated a faith based YA fantasy adventure book, book trilogy, um, the last of which is called Lucifer's Pride. And that's the most of the three, the most faith oriented. And mm-hmm. I do have codes for those if anybody wants a free copy. They can contact you, and you can uh-huh. send it to them. Just sure. a little gift back to oh, your fans. Okay.
0: Great, great. Um, for yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, and so when you when you do your narration of of audiobooks, um, how do, do you tip do you typically use a number of different voices and and characterizations and accents?
1: Very much so. Mm. Very much so. Um, and some people use probably less than I use. Um, mm. I try not to, I mean, unless the unless the book requires the characters to be, you know, over the top and huge and delicious and like a musical, right? Musical theater, the characters are real and you believe them, but they're also larger than life. Yes. Um um, but a lot of times, so sometimes books are written that way, especially like mythological villains, um, but you still have to believe, they still have to be believable and and true and honest, like musical theater um, and other books are more, and Miriam also is more uh, deeply personal and, and more sort of as real as you can make it, you know, but then as real as you can make it means that there still has to be lots of differences. So the audience doesn't fall out and go, wait, wait, who's that again? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I use, I use lots of different ways to, to help you hear the different characters.
0: Right. It's, it's, it's a different process. I'm sure I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, beginning to do a little bit of that and um, hopefully we'll, we'll do more. I, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's fun, right? Oh, it is. it is. Now, you're you mentioned Miriam. So how did you approach the character of Miriam? I and mean, what were you thinking when you came up with the voice, with the with her insides? what what were you What were you going through?
1: Um, so, a number of things. I feel grateful to have a close relationship with my mother. And she is, I mean, even in my brief description, you know, she's an incredible human being and someone to whom I continue to look up. And I'm also a mom and I feel like, you know, I look up to my children in a way. And there are times in, in my life, especially when they were little, where they would do something and I would be overwhelmed by the beauty of whatever it is that they were feeling um, or saying, and and just the level of, um, I don't know, I'm going to say the wrong thing, and I apologize in advance, but not, okay, I'm going to try to say this a different way. The Balinese believe that you are me and I am you, and the only way that we can ever connect ourselves to the divine Mm -hmm. is by keeping that in mind, making every action that I do full of grace in every every meaning of that, full of beauty, uh, full of divinity, full of caretaking for you. Mm -hmm. And um, in that way, there were moments when my children would do something that had a connection to grace, to a greater grace than I feel like I ever could be, a better person than I could ever be. And I was sort of shocked and oh my God, I'm responsible for this. Like not I made it, but like, how do I prevent this from being smashed into a thousand pieces? And so I those things helped inform my sense of Miriam because I feel like that's a big piece. She's, she's a mom in a regular mom way, but she's also like, I am the shepherd and guardian and caretaker of this unbelievable, moment of this i'm I'm borrowing this moment, and if, if I can just do the right thing, if I can hang on to it long enough, if I can because she doesn't know what the timeline is, the timeline like might be today. But she mm-hmm. knows it's not forever because it not it can't be. it just it's gonna break
0: mm-hmm. it's,
1: and mm-hmm. just that sense of, but also she's super calm because she's like, I can't freak out all the time. Um mm-hmm. plus, I love that part of the world. um one of the most deeply spiritual uh, trips I've made um, was to the Middle East. um, And I, so that sort of has made its way into my bones. Um, I haven't been to Jerusalem. Um, I've been to Jordan and climbed Moses mountain and, Right. to Sinai and St. Catherine's and also spent a lot of time in Egypt and mm. Afghanistan, which isn't the Middle East, but it has a similar feel in some ways. And I feel like that's a big part of who Miriam is. You know, we are a product of our location in some ways. Yes. And, and when, you, when you live in a kind of a desert, <laughs> mm. like everything becomes more... Uh, drawn with a finer line you know everything is more purposeful resources are more precious and i feel like that's a big part also of who she is and Mm -hmm. and just that part of the world you know all of the different semitic cultures
0: Uh yeah you know i think that that expresses very well i think what what comes through in your performance as far as what's on the inside and then of course the first thing they hear is the accent so did, did your time in the Middle East inform your accent?
1: without question um, also when I was uh, it, in earlier parts of my life I had sections of time where I was um, surrounded by Hebrew speaking Hebrew speaking people um, and learned some Hebrew and also there have been times in my life when I've been surrounded by Arabic people Mm -hmm. Yes, a voice actor who can't speak right now. Arabic speaking people. um, And the sounds are very similar. And, you know, so I've also spoken some Arabic. And that helps a lot, you know, because you, the languages are related.
0: Yes, yes. Now, um, we'll come back in just a minute and and talk some more with Holly. Um, But I do want to put a few segments of her performance as Miriam right here and uh, let you hear now that you've heard a little bit of where she's coming from, uh, listen to just a few minutes of, of her performance and uh, I think you'll you'll be amazed.
2: I had been to the well and had stopped to rest on the way back home. Back home to Yosef? No, no, we had been promised but not well. I was still in my father's house. When I stopped on the way back, I began to feel the earth around me move, just a little, but enough to get my attention. Then I heard, or sensed, a voice behind me. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Miriam? I didn't know what to think, how to react. I kept my head down until he said, Don't be afraid, Miriam, for you have found favor with God. Mm. Yosef was a gift to me. A strong man, but gentle. He could have. He could have turned his back on me, but he didn't. And his was not an easy task, raising my lamb, my Yeshua. I miss him terribly. So we returned to Yerusha Yalim and retraced our steps. It had been three days since we'd seen him. When we walked past the temple, Yosef stopped and shouted, There he is! Can you believe it? My son, the lamb, was there in the temple courts, talking to the teachers of the law, men four by six times his age asking them questions
0: and probably confusing them
2: <laughs> yes they said he had been asking them questions and answering theirs they were amazed what did you do i went straight to him and asked why he had done this to us i told him we'd been looking all over for him
0: what did he say
2: he looked up at me and said what did you have to look for me Didn't you know I would be in my father's house and about my father's business? And she said, I was blessed because I believed and that what was promised would be fulfilled. That's when I...
0: Miriam, what is it?
2: I still remember the words that came pouring out of my mouth. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked at the humble state of his handmaid. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is for generations of generations on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. He has put down princes from their thrones, and he has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has given help to Yisrael, his servant, that he might remember mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his seed, forever.
0: Okay, we are back. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know there were there are several things that several scenes that you did that uh, that stand out to me. Of course the. The beginning the 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 first time we see her is at the wedding feast, and the first time that they, that the listener and the other disciples are are actually being introduced to uh Miriam uh and she begins to tell a little bit about the the angel that came and you know just just some of her her thoughts during that time and and uh, a little bit about her relationship with Yeshua himself and and then another time the the magnificate uh, the, Magnificat, the uh, you know the that is uh, from Luke and it, w- it was pretty much word for word what is in scripture that she said when uh when her cousin Elizabeth um you know, of, uh, blessed. I actually just, you know, John the Baptist was jumping in Elizabeth's womb, and then, and then Miriam said, you know, this beautiful thing that's called the Magnificent. and that to me was was one of your uh, standout performances. So uh, they heard a little, at least a little bit of that of that uh, just a minute ago. So, uh, is there anything else that that you've e- either in in performing Miriam, or in um, in listening to the rest of the performance, and we have some incredible. Now our the guy that uh, that does Yeshua has this fabulous voice. I mean, he's just he's an amazing Kareem Cronfly, He's he's amazing, and we have some some incredible uh, voice actors that are that are right in there with you. But anything else that that you've uh, picked up on?
1: Uh, it really is an, an outstanding cast. Absolutely, you know, amazing. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to compliment you on, um, I also, it probably doesn't sound like it from our conversation so far, but I do believe in humor and, and joy and mm-hmm. delight. And, um, and I do a lot of things that have those essences rippling through them. Um, and, and, it would have been easy to not let that bubble through your work but you didn't do that you know you let those those light bubbles happen and i feel like that's crucial because i mean there dark and gloom is not the point of jesus <laughs> You know, I mean, it, it's depressing, but yeah. he would not have wanted, I think, people to be like, "Oh, let's just let's just be really depressed about everything. You know that wasn't that wasn't the point, right. You know, hey, everybody get depressed all the time thinking about me. i don't i don't mm-hmm. I don't think that's what that's I, yeah, and I felt like you did an unbelievably superb job of mixing um, joy moments with dark moments, but also some humor. Mm -hmm. I feel like humor, um, and uh, interestingly enough, I'm sorry, I'm so tired, I'm exhausted, I can't speak. Um, There are some philosophers from like 900, no, longer than that, the year 900, who believed that laughter was crucial to accessing divinity Mm -hmm. because it's what cracked your heart open, Mm -hmm. made you go from a closed person to an open person, so your soul expanded. And I love that idea. And I feel like you tapped into that in a way that allows the listener to really engage fully without feeling like they have to retract themselves to protect themselves from the
0: parts of the story that they know Like right. are gonna break their heart. Right, I, I'm, I'm glad you saw that. Um, and, you know what i I went into this wanting to be able to in these three volumes, wanting to be able to include every word and every deed that's in the four gospels that that Yeshua Jesus did um, or said, but in order to do that, I needed an overall an overarching narrative and and i the best way to do that was to introduce all these. The the, this, of course, the disciples, the the 12, and then this, the second volume, you're going to see a lot more from the women because there were some incredibly important women who not only followed Jesus but financially supported him, you know, and so they were there, and they, and so there, there's going to be a lot more of that as the story continues, um, but. I was able to live inside each one of these characters. And that was fun for me because, you know, everybody knows the Peters and the Johns and, you know, James, but who thinks about what Nathaniel or Andreas is thinking? You know, they they just don't think. Um, And so I, I, once I learned their characters and started writing them, they wrote themselves. And a lot of the uh, the humor, I think, came from the characters themselves. You know, that what would this different personality do in this situation? And uh, I mean, there are heavy heavy things about prejudice. There's, you know, I mean, they were (laughs) and and hatred towards certain people. and it was interesting because you're able to maybe throw in a little line here that that lightens it. Uh, so I, i'm I'm glad you picked up on it, and i hope I hope the listeners do as well.
1: Well, your work's pretty fabulous, so
0: I'm... <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And uh, uh, you know I, I think that's really what I wanted to i I think you expressed very, beautifully where you're coming from on the inside and the outside as far as Miriam uh, is there anything else that you would like our audience to know before we go or any maybe maybe some things that, that you're doing that they could if, if they're interested in purchasing one of the, the you know the audio books that you're doing or whatever
1: yeah well they can find my things on Audible and like I said some things I get they give me promotional codes for, and I can share them. Mm -hmm. Um, and some they don't, I don't know. I'm not the boss, (laughs) but, um, so people are, well, I'm happy to give out some codes and, um, I'm not sure when this is airing, but we are headed into the Thanksgiving and multiple religious holidays season. And, um, I'm going to be in a Christmas carol again. And, for me, that story is a pantheistic story. Like, it's really about what I think of as most important. So I would like to remind everybody to just, you know, hug those you love. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hug those you love. And and let's all be grateful that we have people to hug.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, so if they do get on Audible, can they just search Holly Adams?
1: They can. And if they don't have... Um, an audible account, they can still listen to anything for free that I have a code for. So Mm
2: -hmm. does that
1: make sense? If if, like, if I can give you something free to listen to that you don't need to be a member for, but the ones I don't have a code to, that's, that's a separate thing.
0: Yeah. How many have you done? Um, somewhere between
1: 75 and 80. I'm working on Four right now, that are in different stages. so wow, yeah.
0: and and when you do when you do a typical average book, how long does it take you?
1: It takes about five hours of work to make one listening hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so and that and that depends to how much time something takes also depends on how much research you have to do. Um, And also sometimes um, there'll be lots of chapters where there's, I just narrated a book where there were two German guys and a French guy and two different Spanish speaking guys. One was Tejano and one was like an urban Latino. So totally different sound. Um, And a bunch of other people of different ages all talking to each other and Sometimes you just want to like it takes forever because you're like, "Dang it, dang it!" Oh, and a Russian woman, so oh, well. it's like, "Oh, I would start talking like, oh, that oh. is not Russian, Holly. That is French. Start <laughs> over." So those things take a little longer.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, you know, you're an incredibly gifted voice, and we are so blessed to have you as part of Come and See, and. Thank you for the time that, that you've spent uh, with with me and and the audience, and uh, hopefully they will want to hear more. Uh, oh,
1: thanks. Yeah. Well, more of more of this, more of come and see for sure.
0: Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, and maybe another time.
1: Thank you.
3: Well, I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Holly Adams, the voice of Miriam in Come and See. And if you've gotten this far, I want to give you a special offer because uh, I've given coupon codes before where they were up to 25% off of the price for uh, for the production, making instead of $20, it brought it down to $15. But for those of you who have listened to this, Until the end of the year, just through this Christmas season, I'm going to be offering a 50% discount. In other words, $10 for the entire project. And that means you're going to get for $10, six to eight hours of audio drama, not only audio drama, but the entire life of Jesus, every word and every deed. That's in the four gospels. So in order to get this, you need to put in under coupon code, Miriam, M-I-R-I-A-M, Miriam. That will get you the 50% off. And you can go in there, you can buy one for yourself, or how about this for Christmas? Do you know somebody who would like to listen to this? (laughs) What better gift could you give at Christmas than the life of Jesus? So I'm going to uh, have a new section on my store that allows you to do a gift certificate and you can give that gift certificate and there will, it it will let them know um, how to go back in and set up their account and they will have uh, the downloads that are already there and anything that comes in the future. So how about that? Coupon code Miriam 50% off until next time. This is Boyd Barrett, the creator of Come and See.